Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX News. I'm Michael Calhoun with What You Need to Know this Wednesday. Our top local story on this Wednesday, March 8th, two Mexican drug cartels are responsible for most of the street drugs in the St. Louis area. The two top drug cartels, and both heavily armed in Mexico, are responsible for more than 80% of the street drugs in St. Louis. DEA Field Intelligence Manager Kevin Hutchinson. There's no indication that they cooperate with one another, and there's no indication that they're clashing or in conflict with one another in this area. So what would it take to get rid of them? Well, that would take, in my view, uh, a whole community approach. Uh, I thought you were going to call say, we need an airstrike on the cartels. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Some members of Congress aren't laughing, though. They want the cartels classified as terrorist organizations so that the military could be used to go after them. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. A follow-up on the gun battle Friday night in Soulart. St. Louis police say they have two or three people of interest and hope to make an arrest soon. Third District Captain Joseph Marici says investigators still do not know what prompted the shootout between two masked people when asked about crime in general in Soulard. Alderman Jack Coder is working with some of the residents in the business association there to get more lighting, especially around that Potomac Park. I know that has been um, a hot topic with them for several months now. CamelX wanted to talk with Alderman Coder about his efforts, but he did not return our call. Maria Aquina, CamelX News. The success of the new soccer stadium opens up other sports opportunities for the region. The College Cup, men's and women's, the, the men's and women's soccer national championship. Love to bring that event here. The St. Louis Sports Commission is waiting to hear on a bid for the Olympic gymnastic trials for 2024. President Mark Schreiber. Love to see the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, which we last hosted in 2006. We'll be eyeing that event for 2026, which is an Olympic year. So it would, in essence, um, be the Olympic trials that year. Now, the latest from Missouri's capital. A bill to let students attend schools outside of the district they live in gain final passage in the Missouri House today. Representative and professional educator Rachel Prouty of St. Louis County is opposed. We're not really interested in coming up with the best way in ensuring that parents or children have choices in education. We want to score political points. The vote was somewhat close at 85 to 69. The open enrollment bill now goes to the Senate. Teachers and staff could be allowed to carry guns on campus under a bill passed by the Missouri House today. Representative Ian Mackey of St. Louis County has his doubts that it would make schools even safer from active shooters. What's going to stop an AR-15? A teacher with a handgun? No. It's not. But he voted for the bill anyway, and it was approved 120 to 25. It would be up to each district to set their own policy on who may be armed on campus following community meetings about it. A St. Louis area rabbi believes Missouri lawmakers gunning for drag queens have never actually met one. Drag queens are the most fun people you will ever meet, right? They're a blast. Rabbi Daniel Bogart of Central Reform Congregation has testified six times in Jeff City against many of the 31 bills targeting the LGBTQ community, particularly trans kids. Bogart says having a trans kid in Missouri means protecting your child from the government. They are at war with our family and they are at war with my child and we're just trying to live our lives. We're not trying to impose anything on anyone else and yet they've decided that 
we are their political weapon that they are going to use. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. St. Louis County will spend $300,000 on a campaign to promote Proposition M on the April 4th ballot. The county council approved the expenditure yesterday, calling it an educational campaign on a recreational marijuana sales tax. Longtime watchdog Tom Sullivan told the council the move might not be legal. The law prohibits public money to be spent to support or oppose a ballot measure. There is no exception for a, quote, educational or, quote, informational purposes. The council approved spending the money five to two, but without any discussion. You spend a lot of time with your coworkers. Do you also connect online? KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch has more on a survey that suggests you might not want to. One in four people surveyed by Tech Info website All About Cookies say they've seen something on social media that lowered their opinion of a coworker. 27% of employees say they've seen a coworker post negatively about the workplace. One in 10 have seen someone fired for the post. Most of the interaction takes place on Facebook, followed by Instagram and Snapchat, although a third of the people surveyed say they prefer not to connect with coworkers on social media at all. As the news continues on KMOX, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey is pressing forward with the effort to remove St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner from office, saying that she has demonstrated willful, willful neglect of office. A KMOX News has reported that the AG's office has issued subpoenas to two other citywide office holders, the mayor, Tashara Jones, and controller Darling Green, also a subpoena for documents from the Circuit Attorney's office itself. Joining us live on KMOX now is the Attorney General for the state of Missouri, Andrew Bailey. Thank you for the time. Thank you for having me. Uh, so first of all, what is the latest uh, with this case, with this effort? Well, the case is ongoing. We filed the petition in Quo Warrento, and that's the legal mechanism to remove an elected official from office who unlawfully refuses to do her job. And so that's been filed. Uh, the judges in the 22nd Judicial Circuit there in the city of St. Louis have recused themselves. They're likely, many of them, to be witnesses. And so the Missouri Supreme Court has appointed a judge from the Eastern District Court of Appeals to preside over the matter. That judge has ordered the circuit attorney to respond to our legal proceeding. She had 14 days in which to do so, and so the clock will run next week. We anticipate she will file an answer by next week, and then we'll get moving from there. We have started uh, the discovery process, issuing subpoenas. We filed motions with the court, and I anticipate the court will want to hear those motions shortly after the circuit attorney files her answer. So we're underway. The process is ongoing, and we ant anticipate an expeditious resolution to the issue. The people of the, of the city of St. Louis deserve clarity and deserve restoration of the rule of law and justice for victims. Has the circuit attorney's office been uh, responsive to your subpoena? Not at this time. We have not heard back from them yet. Again, I anticipate that things will really kick off next week after she files her answer to our petition. And, and what are you looking for from the mayor and the controller? What kind of uh, communications and, and what are you thinking you might find there? Well, I, I anticipate that uh, we'll, we'll find evidence of unlawful refusal of the circuit attorney to do her job. I mean, look, at the end of the day, that's the basis of our case. And it's really, it's, it, it revolves around three claims. Number one, that she refused to prosecute cases that, that then languished on the docket and, and were ultimately dismissed, that she refused to inform and confer victims, which is both her constitutional, statutory, and, and moral obligation, and third, that she refused to file new cases referred by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. This goes well beyond just incompetence. This is unlawful refusal to do her job, and so we're going to leave no stone unturned to make sure we've got the evidence necessary to hold her accountable and restore the rule of law. 
Now, on point number two, the victims, uh, KMOX recently investigated a case of a woman who was attacked outside of the Straub's grocery store in the Central West End. Her attorney told us uh, that he couldn't even get the suspect's identification or a court date from the circuit attorney's office uh, so that the victim would know uh, when this person was scheduled to hear for a, appear for a bond hearing. Um, what do you make of what KMOX found in this case, and, and what else have you found that might be similar to that? Well, it's a tragedy, and this represents a continuous pattern of behavior. I mean, at the end of the day, my heart goes out to these victims. You know, I come from a prosecutor's office, so this is not something I undertake lightly. I certainly understand the need for prosecutorial discretion, but at this time, the circuit attorney is refusing to confer and inform victims of the the status of the cases. And so that is illegal, it's unlawful, and we're going to hold her accountable. While we're talking with the uh, Missouri Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, your office just sent out uh, the top 10 consumer complaints that were received in 2022. That's a topic that a lot of listeners are grappling with, trying uh, to keep themselves from getting scammed these days. Uh, As we wrap up with you, uh, uh, tell us about this. What tops the list? Well, look, this is National Consumer Protection Week, and I'm proud to be leading the state's effort to protect Missouri consumers and their hard-earned dollars from deceptive and unfair business practices. And so I would direct people that have those complaints to our website, ago.mo.gov. Let us know if you're having issues uh, and you feel like you've been the victim of a fraudulent business practice. And we've got a team of professionals ready to look into that and investigate that. And a part of that is also the Missouri no-call list. And we just recently received a large settlement on on a multi-jurisdictional case in Texas. And we're excited to announce that settlement today that, again, this is about protecting Missourians and their right to privacy and and their hard-earned dollars. And I'm proud to be leading that effort. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, thank you so much for joining us live on KMOX this evening. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to the STL All Local and stay up to date twice a day.